0: Hey everyone, welcome back to the Healing in the Name podcast. My name is Pastor Jacob Sandholm. I am the lead pastor at Christ Community Church here in Bloomfield, Iowa. And this podcast is brought to you by that church, Christ Community Church of Davis County. And what a privilege and an honor it is to be back with you guys this week. I apologize, I took a week and a, a couple of days off due to being on vacation and The busyness of my schedule just did not allow me to be able to record in a little bit over a week, but we finally found the time and I'm so excited to be back with you. We did get an email and we're going to be going over that topic today, but first and foremost, another reminder since it's been a little bit, if you have anything that you you question about the faith if you have anything you question about the scriptures or anything that you're struggling with do not be afraid to email healing in the name podcast at gmail.com and I'll be looking them over and um, making episodes for them as much as I can week after week. This is a interactive podcast that's for you. It's for the children of God and this podcast was created with the hopes That the truth can be spoken and the truth that is, we can be healed in the name of Jesus if we allow ourselves to be healed and if we open up ourselves to that possibility. And so I'm very, very happy and blessed that you guys have decided to join me this week on this episode um, as it's a special episode. And it's a topic that I think many of us think about. And many of us struggle with. But before we go any further, I would love us to pray. I want to pray a sin, and then we're going to get right down to what matters most, the scriptures. So if you'll join with me in a moment of prayer. Heavenly Father, Lord Jesus Christ, we thank you so much for this day that you've blessed us with. We thank you for the opportunity to come together through technology and through a podcast like this, God, to hear your word and to hopefully feel encouraged God, I pray that the individual that sent this email today, that Lord, when they hear this podcast, they will have some answers. And Lord, that they'll be able to take these answers and not only feel encouraged, but Lord, feel confident that they can keep moving forward and they'll have the knowledge of what to do next in their walk with you. And Lord, not just for that person, but for everyone who, or who listens into this podcast today. God, I pray that you will be glorified and your word will be spoken to the masses. Thank you, God. And it's in your name we pray. Amen. All right. So today, the topic is called, or the episode is titled, Non-Stop Sinning. We received an email a couple weeks ago from an individual who said that, well, the the subject in itself was, what if I can't stop sinning? What if I know what I'm doing is wrong, but I just can't stop doing it? I can't stop sinning. And they went on to say that I ask for forgiveness every night. I pray every night. I ask for forgiveness every night. However, I don't feel the heaviness that I feel like I should feel when I'm trying to let go of this sin or trying to ask for forgiveness it just doesn't feel very heavy it doesn't feel that important and they stated they just want understanding and they wanted scriptures to kind of help them through this predicament and so today that's exactly what we're going to be talking about is this whole concept of non-stop sinning i can't stop sinning i want to stop sinning because i know what i'm doing is wrong But for some reason, I just can't stop. (laughs) Well, first and foremost, I'm just going to say this because a misconception of Christianity, and this is one reason why many non-believers and people who are interested in the faith don't want to come to church or come to the faith, is because they think you have to be perfect in order to be a Christian. Okay, they think that we have everything together, we have to have everything together, and we don't do anything wrong. Well, let me tell you this, and this is the first little answer I want to give to this topic of the question, why can't I stop sinning? The reason why is because you literally can't. You can't, it is impossible to be the perfect person. Me, you, anyone who's listening in on this, it doesn't matter who you are, who we are. It doesn't matter how close we are to Christ and how much of a firm foundation we have on our hearts. The truth of the matter is, if we are human beings, then we cannot be perfect. We are not God. We are not Jesus. Jesus was the only perfect human, the only man or woman to have lived a life, 33 years of life, without doing or committing one sin. That was Jesus. No one else has ever been able to say that they are the perfect person. If they say they are, if you've heard people say that, they're lying. It's not possible. So you will never be able to completely stop sinning. And I wish I could say, you know, if we dig into the word and we truly follow him, every single sin will be gone and we'll be perfect. But that's just not the case. And in reality, that's a good thing. Jesus had to die on the cross for something, right? And if all Christians were quote unquote perfect, how many people would you actually be able to get to church? (laughs) Because in order to go to church, then, you'd have to be perfect, which is the lie and the misconception that's already being told about churches and about Christianity. I want to read a scripture from Romans chapter 3, starting in verse 10. And again, with all these scriptures that we'll be reading today, I invite you and encourage you to follow along if you can, if you're taking the time to listen to this. Romans chapter 3, starting at verse 10. Hear what Paul says here about this exact question. As it is written, and I'm reading from the CSB version, as it is written, there is no one righteous. Not even one. There is no one who understands. There is no one who seeks God. All have turned away. All have turned away All alike have become worthless. There is no one who does what is good, not even one. And if we skip on to verse 18 to end it, it says, There is no fear of God before their eyes. Now, the reason why I read the scripture and the reason why I start off with this is because I want everyone that's listening to this to know it's okay to not be perfect. It's okay if we mess up because we are humans. Because we make mistakes and we mess up, we know that we need help. We know that we need Jesus, hopefully. If we call ourselves Christians and we fall into a sin, then hopefully we'll understand, oh yeah, that's why Jesus died on the cross for me. But I don't want anyone to beat themselves up Because they sin, just in general. (laughs) Because if that's the case, you'll be beating yourself up for the rest of your life. From the moment we were born out of our mother's womb, human nature, because of the fall from Adam and Eve, because of that first sin, human nature is to sin. Human nature is to do what's wrong. And that stinks. It doesn't make sense. But the reason why is because of the free choice and the free will that God gives us. And he gives us that because he loves us. It's true love. And so that was the first part of this, this episode today. Is I just wanted to make sure we were all on the same page that you will never be able to completely stop sinning. It's just not, it's just not possible. However, it is possible to stop habitual or addictive sinning. So this individual who wrote in and and sent an email gave a couple of examples of the struggles they had and the types of sin they were doing and how they've been doing it for a long time. And I call that habitual sin or addictive sin, where you are stuck in a sin to the point where it almost becomes a lifestyle for you. For example, lust. If you're looking at a woman or a man lustfully, meaning You think they're very attractive, and you are having impure thoughts about that other person. And that right there can become a very addictive sin, where you do it almost on instinct. Your mind, you look at a pretty woman, instantly it goes to impure thoughts. You look at a a handsome man, instantly you go to impure thoughts. Another sin is getting drunk all the time. It says clearly in the Bible, those who get drunk, it's a sin drunkards cannot inherit the kingdom of God. And so the reason why is because it's addictive. It takes our minds and our hearts off of Christ and it basically opens up our minds to evil spirits, okay? And the same goes with lying. Lying can become a habitual sin where you get so used to lying that it just becomes a normal thing and a normal way of life. Is it possible Is it possible to be healed and to stop habitual or addictive sinning? Yes, it is. And how can I say that so confidently? It's because because of the grace of God. Because of the journey I went through, I was able to get out of habitual sin myself. I want to go to Romans chapter 2, verse 5. Romans chapter 2, verse 5. When we are stuck in habitual and addictive sin, this is where the heaviness of the sin comes into play a little bit. If you sin so much, so much, you might not physically feel it, but spiritually, when you are truly repenting, not just asking forgiveness, because there is a difference between talking to God saying, hey, I'm seeking your forgiveness, you wanna forgive me, And repenting. Repenting, the Greek meaning, means to literally turn around, to change your life, to turn back to God fully. There's a difference there. And that's when the heaviness of these sins can come into play. But I want to read from Romans chapter 2, starting with verse 5, about that heaviness, about these sins, okay? Hear what Paul says. He says, Because of your hardened and unrepentant heart, You are storing up wrath for yourself in the day of wrath when God's righteous judgment is revealed. He will repay each one according to his works. Eternal life to those who by persistence in doing good seek glory, honor, and immortality. But wrath and anger will go to those who are self-seeking and disobey the truth while obeying unrighteousness. There will be affliction and distress for every human being who does evil, first to the Jew and also to the Greek. But glory, honor, and peace for everyone who does what is good, again, first to the Jew and also to the Greek, for there is no favoritism with God. So because of your hardened and unrepentant heart, You are storing up wrath is what this says. So I like to think of this as if we continue to sin the same sin over and over again. We know it's wrong. We know we shouldn't look at beautiful women like the the way we do. We know we shouldn't be lying the way we do, but we keep on doing it anyway. We are becoming spiritually obese in sin. Spiritually obese in that sin because we are storing up every day we sin. Every moment we do it, we're storing it up in our soul to the point where we, be, we get so obese in the sin that we can't, even, we can't even see God anymore because we become numb to that sin, obese and numb to that sin. And so the issue with a lot of individuals, why they can't stop sinning, and in more detail, why they can't stop sinning these intense sins that they know is wrong, The question I have to ask those individuals, are you willing to give those things up? Are you willing to give up the pleasure that those sins give you and instead take the pleasure that Christ can give you? Let me read Matthew chapter 13, starting with verse 45. Again, that's Matthew chapter 13, starting with verse 45. It's a parable. Jesus is saying, again, the kingdom of heaven is like a merchant in search of fine pearls. When he found one priceless pearl, he went and sold everything he had and bought it. In this parable, the priceless pearl is heaven. It's eternal life. is Jesus Christ. Because of this one pearl, the, the most beautiful pearl in the world, this man got rid of everything in his life so he could have this one thing. Jesus was telling this parable to ask us, are we willing to give up the things of this world to follow him? Are we willing to give up the materialistic things, the pleasurable things, the crazy things of this world to follow him and to get to heaven? We need to seriously ask ourselves that question. Because when I was going through habitual sin, I kept asking myself, man, why am I still doing this? Why do I keep sitting? Well, it's because my mind was telling me that I wanted to. Because it was pleasurable. Because it was fun. And I guess at that time, I wasn't willing or ready to give it up. The moment we realize the importance of heaven and the importance of Christ over our sinful nature, especially the habitual and addictive sin that we're stuck in, it's only then we can feel the heaviness of what we're doing. It's only then we will feel the obeseness of, of the sin that we are committing. The dirtiness. Until we are ready to go on our knees, literally, crying out to God, God, I have had enough. These sins that I'm addicted to, these sins that I'm doing, they're not giving me anything except guilt. Jesus, all I want is you. All I want is you. And once you pray that prayer, and you don't just say it, this is a prayer that comes completely directly from your spirit and from your heart. Until you feel that, and until you say that prayer, sin, certain sins, will always have a tangle on you. And friends, again, That's not easy to talk about because I know, I literally know how hard it is to break a sin, to break a habit. Old habits die hard, (laughs) but is it possible? Absolutely it is. When it's just us, no, it's not possible. But Jesus says in the gospels with God, all things are possible. Now, when we've been stuck in habitual or addictive sins for a lot of our lives, and hopefully, maybe when we get to that moment where we're going on our knees and we give up the sinful lifestyle because we don't want it anymore, we want Jesus more than the sin, the question becomes then, okay, will I be forgiven? Will I be forgiven? Will I be fully healed from the way I've lived my life up to this point? Whether you've broken that sin yet or not, will you or have you been forgiven? To answer that question, I have two scriptures. And the first one is in Matthew chapter 18, starting with verse 21. Matthew chapter 18, verse 21. Then Peter approached him, Jesus, and asked, Lord How many times must I forgive my brother or sister who sins against me? Perhaps as many as seven times? Hear what Jesus says. I tell you, not as many as seven, but 70 times seven. And Jesus goes on to say a parable. 70 times seven. Now, when Jesus says this, he is not saying, you know, 149 times you can forgive someone. That's not what he's saying. He's saying, no, not just seven times. You will forgive someone as many times as you need to. Because this is the way to live like Christ. And if that's the case, then we know that Jesus Christ Christ will forgive us as many times as he needs to as long as we still got time here on earth okay now I say that to give you encouragement that if you have sinned your whole life you are not too far gone you can still get on your knees and ask for forgiveness and repent remember you can't just ask for forgiveness and keep doing the same thing you're doing because then it was a matter of your lips not A matter of your heart. If you truly want to change your life, you have to look into your heart and you got to want it, man. You got to want it bad. And when you want it and you ask for that forgiveness, you better believe by the promise of the scriptures themselves that you will be forgiven and you will be healed in the name of Jesus Christ. Man, this topic has me excited. (laughs) It's a big one though because it's something that we all struggle with but we will be forgiven if we want it. But so many of us don't want it. We don't want to give up the sin that we're doing because it feels too darn good. And the world tells you today, our culture today tells you, if it feels so good, then it can't be wrong. Well, that is absolutely ridiculous. If it's wrong, it's wrong. If you're doing something to make yourself feel good, that's selfish ambition. That's not what it's about. That's not what Christ is all about. That's not why you were put on this earth. You were put on this earth to glorify God and to help make others feel good using his word and his glory. I have one more scripture today. And this scripture comes from 2 Peter. And this one kind of ties everything together. I love this scripture. 2 Peter chapter 1, verses 3 through 11. 2 Peter chapter 1, starting with verse 3. Hear the words of Peter. His divine power has given us everything required for life and godliness through the knowledge of him who called us by his own glory and goodness. By these, he has given us very great and precious promises so that through them, you may share in the divine nature. You hear this part, escaping the corruption that is in the world because of evil desire. For this very reason, And this is my message to you today, the same message that Peter says to us. Make every effort. If you want it, you want it. Make every effort to supplement your faith with goodness, goodness with knowledge, knowledge with self-control, self-control with endurance, endurance with godliness, godliness with brotherly affection and brotherly affection with love. For if you possess these qualities in increasing measure, they will keep you from being useless or unfruitful in the knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. The person who lacks these things is blind and short-sighted and has forgotten the cleansing from his past sins. Therefore, brothers and sisters, make every effort to confirm your calling and election. Because if you do these things, hear this, you will never stumble. For in this way, entry into the eternal kingdom of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, which is heaven, will be richly provided for you. Doesn't that tie everything together so perfectly today? Peter is encouraging us and telling us what we have to do to stay away from the evil desires and to follow God. (laughs) Now, I love that he says, make every effort to do this. Make every effort. If I put my all into something, am I going to mess up sometimes? Absolutely, I am. But I'm going to try with everything I am if I really want something to achieve it. If you really want to be done sinning with your habitual and addictive sins, if you really want to feel the heaviness that comes from the realization of your sin, my friend, you have to be willing to give it up. You have to be willing to give up the sin. And if you are not willing, you might think you are, but if you're not willing, if you're still doing the same thing, then pray. Pray in all circumstances, as Paul says. Pray and ask God to help you see the evil of of these habits. Ask God to open up your heart. You know what? Even ask God, help me feel the heaviness of what I'm doing. Help me know why it's wrong and why I should stop. Because if you just say, look, I know this is wrong and I ask for your forgiveness, that's good that you're asking for forgiveness. But if you don't understand the heaviness of, of what you're doing, then you're going to keep doing it because your brain is telling you it's really not that bad and it's not that wrong. If we want to get, it, get out of an addictive, sinful lifestyle, we have to be willing to give it up. And I know it's not easy, but we have to be willing to follow Jesus with everything that we are. We have to be willing to sell everything to get rid of all of our sins. We have to be willing to fall on our knees and ask God for that forgiveness and for our lives to turn around. Can you be healed from this, from nonstop sinning, from nonstop habitual or addictive sinning? Yes. You can be healed in the name of Jesus. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, Lord Jesus, thank you so much for, again, this opportunity to preach your word to the masses. Lord, I pray that this message and this episode gets around all over this country, all over the world. May people hear this and come to full repentance. May someone's life be saved tonight because of the words that you've spoken. Lord, May we understand the heaviness and the weight that sin has on us. And may we look to have our lives be closer to you. God, I thank you. And I pray that you will continue to work through this podcast. And be with us today as we make every effort to follow you. Thank you, Lord. And it's in your name that we pray. Amen. Thank you so much, everyone, for joining me in this episode of healing in the name podcast. We are imperfect people. We will always mess up. We'll make mistakes, but you can achieve victory over habitual and addictive sin. Yes, you can. In the name of Jesus Christ, you can be healed. And so with that encouragement, I, I just hope that you have an incredible week and I hope that you will continue to grow closer in your relationship with Christ. And continue to um, invite other people to this podcast, share this podcast to others, um, to the people you think need it, and to the people that already know Christ. It doesn't matter. I want to bring healing. Um, I believe one of my callings is to help bring healing to the Lord's people before He comes. And so I encourage you to do that. But most importantly, may you continue in your relationship with Christ and follow Him all the days of your life. My name is Pastor Jacob Santom, and this podcast is brought to you by Christ Community Church of Davis County here in Bloomfield, Iowa. Have an incredible week and God bless all of you. Bye-bye.